We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Happy to be back in Chicago. Happy to be back with my boys. Honestly, the only thing that's not normal is we're practicing at Wrigley Field with uh, no game to come. It's going to be good to, to see Luis Robert running around center field. It's going to be good to see Giolito continue to build and where Moncada is, is growing to. I think about it every day. I mean, it's still in the back of my mind, and I think it should be in the back of everybody's mind. But at, at some point, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta live, and, and um, I don't know when that point's gonna be. But I'm trying to to fear less than than before. You know, I have my mask right now. You just don't wear your mask, for goodness' sake. It's time for hit and run with your host Matt Spiegel. Good morning to you, baseball people. Boy, it's nice to be back here live from the Hyundai studios at my house talking to you about baseball because there's actual baseball to discuss. There were baseball things to watch and listen to and feel and pick apart as desired yesterday and the day before. It's pretty awesome. There is also some horrific realities and terrifying possibilities to discuss 2020, baby. That's what it is. That's what our life is. And it's it's managing those things and perhaps toggling back and forth along the way is something we will do. Uh, thanks for being here. Let's have some fun on a beautiful and glorious Sunday morning right here in the city of Chicago where we are a two-team town. We are a two-team town. And, and think about that. From 3,600 north to 3,500 south, two complete ball clubs shuttling on and off the field in different waves, having figured out a way to at least try and get people in there, get some reporters in there, sitting socially distanced apart with plexiglass between them, PR staffs staying away from ball players as need be, ball players trying to stay away from each other, all of us accepting the Zoom realities of the moment, but getting it done, at least for now. It's um, it's impressive, actually, and I welcome it. And not just because I love it and not just because I thrive on it and make a living um, off of it. It's just I think we should try to do some things as a people as best we can. I don't know if we'll be able to succeed. I don't know. But I, I'm all I'm all for the trying as long as it's really legitimately well-intentioned. And I think it is. 
the prevention uh, the infection prevention coordinator, I believe, is is the title of that everybody, that every team has one guy or one person who is the infection control prevention coordinator. It's those four words in some order. It doesn't really matter. You know exactly what I mean. There's somebody who's in charge of that. Uh, unfortunately, in my opinion, um, baseball has just asked teams to lump those responsibilities onto another employee. I I, I would think maybe... Over the course of the last month, you could have trained one person, trained 30 people and sent each of them out to be with a ball club. But, hey, who am I? I'm just a talk show host. But anyway, they're doing it. They're trying. And we get to talk about it, at least for now. Guafi, 670. The score is where you are. It's hit and run. I'm Matt Spiegel. Dial it in and text it in at 312-644-6767. Lots of guests and lots of sound today. Lynn Bramer is one of my favorite baseball fans in the universe. He is also, I just found out, uh, a voice that you're going to hear on 670 The Score all year long as part of your, all season long, as part of your Cubs broadcasts. So that means Lynn Bramer talking over uh, a song that me and Tributosaurus wrote and recorded. Uh, come on. It's, oh, it's all coalescing so nicely. And, and maybe if I ever need to fill in for Zach Zabin, I could do some pre and post in there and it could be Lynn to me, back to me and then back to Lynn and then over to Pat. And boy, a boy can dream. It's pretty cool. So Bramer's going to join us at 10 o'clock. The voice of the White Sox, Jason Benetti, a good man and thorough, will join us at 11 o'clock. And Chris Camp could ties the room together like he always does at 1140. There's a crazy, weird mix of feelings along the way. And, and it's here. And really... Yesterday should have been opening day. Yesterday should have been, even in the COVID world, it should have been, they got there. You know, it should have been wall-to-wall games, four in a row on ESPN and MLB Network. Imagine what the coverage could have been if they had done it right. Not make it about fireworks and giant flags and, and military presence with no fans and so many logistical challenges. I don't think that would have made much sense or seemed right. But imagine broadcasts peppered with players talking to the fans saying some simple truths we hope you're doing okay we will miss you at the ballpark we hope you can enjoy the games in this terrible year the fans have been screwed by the lack of baseball and also by the complete ugliness of the situation that happened with the labor negotiations that accomplished absolutely nothing Absolutely nothing. So let this be the last time I, I, I bring that up in context. Uh, Lord, Lord willing, creek don't rise. Last time I bring up the ugliness of the negotiations, because without them, we might actually be playing games right now. Might actually be dealing with some of these unfortunate COVID realities and opt-outs and uh, understandable opt-outs and things like that as games are taking place. But they're not. So here we are. And the situation is, is odd. Here's David Ross talking about July 4th. This is yesterday before their intra-squad scrimmage. You're going to hear multiple times during the course of the morning from players and managers on both sides of town. Here's Ross on the weirdness of not having baseball yesterday on the 4th of July. It's strange. It's definitely strange. You wake up and this is kind of, you know, one of those days that just, you know, scream America's pastime. And um, it, it, it's a different, it's a unique day. But uh, I'm trying not to look at it like that. I'm trying to look at the, the positives. We're going to have a, a, our first scrimmage of the day. It'll be a lot of fun. It's a beautiful, nice hot day here in, in Chicago, 4th of July. 
Um, maybe the pitchers look really good. Maybe some of the hitters go deep. You know, there, there's a lot of pause we can pull from from the backside of today. So um, I'm really focused on on our group and and getting our work in on a daily basis. And uh, that the extra storylines outside of that are, are are not really on my mind too much. So here's the thing: I think we should follow that lead. The choice exists for us for the rest of this segment, anyway. Let's. Let's acknowledge the realities, but move on and acknowledge the joy. Let's start with the joy. I know there are no people there, but what did it sound like? Sean Anderson, what do you have? Sean Anderson is producing the show, and he has sound from both sides of town. And don't talk over the bad crap. Bring it up. Oh, that's Yasmani Grandal. Oh, there it is. Okay, that's nice to have the crack of the bat. There's a lot of uh, sort of static or white noise there in the back. Do we have Javier Baez doubling off you, Darvish? Do we have that one? Uh, two, 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 two. See, remember I was talking about this a, a month ago, two months ago of fanlessness. We're going to figure out who goes two, two, two. Who is that? Did any, any reporter get to the bottom of that? This is the important stuff. These are the things we need to know. I want to know. If anybody reported that or if any of my uh, my baseball media brethren are listening and you know who was going to 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 I'm going to go I'm going to go Mike Napoli. OK, I'm going to go the excitable Mike Napoli, um, whose uh, position on the coaching staff is very vague, but he's kind of I know he's supposed to bring some attitude and some joy a la Tim Buss, but he's not really that explosive energy wise. Who else could it be? We'll, we'll figure that I out. I think it could be Craig Driver. Obviously makes sense. First base coach, obviously telling him to go to two. I think that would make sense. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. There you go. Logical man. New guy. We don't know his voice when he's screaming, go to second base. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's tremendous. That's, that's tremendous. Maybe it is. Find out, Sean. That's, that's your one mission the rest of the entire show. Okay, you've got till noon. Thank you. Good talk. Find out who that is. Uh, it, 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 who else do we have from the south side? You have you have more BP. That's all we have. See the the Cubs tried to actually do something and play against each other, and it was crazy and weird. But g- give me some more uh, natural sound from the south. <laughs> sounds better than Grandal's. That's harder. Oh, that, that guy's hitting a lot harder. Who's that? Oh, come on! Thanks, Cubs. <laughs> that means that was Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, that was it. Seriously, how much louder did that sound than the Grandal bat crack? Was it the same reporter, the same little phone cam that you took it from? Yeah, it was Fegan, Fegan uh, from the same spot. One's Grandal and one is uh, Eloy. And uh, maybe the one thing that hurts him is. Grandal is batting lefty, so his back might be blocking all of the sound. Ah, okay. See, this is important stuff. This is, this is very important. 
um, <laughs> to know these things logistically. But boy, the only thing better than the sound of, of the ball coming off the bat of Eloy Jimenez might be Eloy Jimenez talking about being back in Chicago. Listen to Hi, Eloy. Mom. <laughs> Listen to Eloy talk about being back here in Chicago yesterday and just being excited about being with his teammates. It feels great, you know. Uh, I'm happy to be back in Chicago. Happy to be back with my boys. Uh, and uh, feel like this, um, what happened around with all of this, we, with the pandemic, we are still like happy you know like go out work out smile and just work out hard you know like go out and feel that it's really good for me oh man Eloy and if you watched any of that zoom or saw any of the cuts or just him smiling he's just it I, I love that guy I don't know everything about him I don't know the inner workings of the man's psyche and personality but I love his I love his um his joie de vivre as I go French on Eloy, as so many often have. But, I, I mean, it's just, it's tremendous, his enthusiasm and, and the vibe. And, oh, by the way, the incredibly easy power. I bet that it feels really good to hit a ball, I don't know, 450 feet and not feel like you're even breaking a sweat. That must be nice. That would probably put me in a good mood. Um, this is Dallas Keuchel talking about being there at, at Sox Park and how, yeah, it was odd, but... You know, for the first time, he's he's on the home team, and he gets a chance to feel part of the White Sox and and feel part of baseball again. It's it's been nice for sure. I, it's a little weird because I'm so used to coming out the visitor side on the right on the first base side, and then going to the right field bullpen. But it's been wonderful just because of you get to see everybody now again, and 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 not wonder what everybody's doing. So. Um, I get to keep an eye a little bit on on some of the younger guys, see see how they're progressing and stuff like that, and it helps my understanding and and uh, I guess my my mood. It gets me excited because I know guys have been putting in work. So um, to be at the stadium is is the best feeling in the world. I'm happy to be back with my boys. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. Eloy, I'm happy to be back with my boys. And we had Tim Anderson the other day talking about how it, you know it's going to be a challenge to keep the social distancing because that's a tight-knit group. That is a tight-knit group. And this, man, I've talked about it a lot, a 60-game season, should it happen, could be, could be wonderful. Could be wonderful for the White Sox. Get hot, come out, go 35-15, and 15, don't ever have to come back down to earth. Why bother? Why bother to come back down to earth? Kyle Hendricks pitched against you, Darvish. This is, this is uh, what David Ross did. He immediately got to a different level of intensity. He got to a different, a, a different level of, uh, of competitiveness because he, he wants to shock his guys into that system. So they, they played in this, in this weird thing um, in this ballpark yesterday with no sound, but Ross immediately... Uh, before we, we listen to Kyle Hendricks, let's listen to Ross um, at 95-97 there, Sean, adjusting with no sound in the ballpark because he's got a plan on how to try and, and make the scrimmages feel a little bit more lifelike. 
We're working on on creating as much of a real atmosphere as we possibly can. I've talked to uh, the scoreboard uh, group. We're going to have some things. I, I want them to start playing the, the music in between innings. I want them to start running their promotions on the big screen. I want music. I want walk-up songs. Uh, we're working on all those things uh, as we speak. Um, you know, the ability to bring uh, staff into the ballpark is very limited and having somebody to actually operate these things. So uh, we do have some challenges in getting those things done uh, immediately, but uh, we're, we're working through those, those uh, obstacles. Well, as we sit here in summer camp, and you know what? That was right there in front of me. I don't know why I didn't go for it. I was trying to be too clever with all of my spring training two electric boogaloo, spring training two, this time it's personal. Spring training strikes back. Uh, spring training in the Temple of Doom. What else did I have? That's most of them. I, anyway, I, I, I was um, or, or spring training two world tour for those of you with young kids uh, right now uh, living on pay per view. And you know, summer camp was right there for me. But this is that that's a summer camp storyline if ever we heard it. Right? How are David Ross and Rick Renteria differing in the way that they approach their daily routines and their desire to get scrimmages and approximate uh, actual competition so yeah and then yesterday you had that you know you had you had reporters like uh, like steve greenberg from the sun times and 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 others like shooting little phone videos and sharing moments with you and watching a ball game of sorts here's kyle hendricks on facing his teammates uh last night uh or yesterday afternoon over at wrigley field it's always a little weird facing your own guys things like that but it makes it fun a little another added level of competition so you know, there's going to be talking and stuff. I think it it was just fun to be back out there. That's what it what it really comes back to for me. Just a good feeling to be out on the field again, even if it is facing our own guys. I think everybody had a lot of fun out there. All right, so there you go. Ball games may be close if we get there. Scrimmage is already happening. Actual baseball sound already happening from guys who were just on a field and doing things. Um, uh, the aforementioned James Fegan from The Athletic just tweeted about Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, and Edwin Encarnacion out there at guaranteed rate with the morning workout group. And he had not seen them previously. I got that question yesterday on Inside the Clubhouse. Have you guys seen Luis Robert? I haven't heard if he's there. I haven't seen if he's there. He's there. All right. Boy, that was fun, right? These last eight, nine minutes, just kind of basket in the joy and acknowledging the excellence of the moment of baseball being here because it's here. And now let's come back and talk about whether it stays or not. Appreciate one more Eloy bat crack to acknowledge the joy. We'll step away on 670 the score and the COVID-19 realities are bleak, man. We will discuss next and see what we think are the ramifications on hit and run. You know, I felt like I kind of mentioned this morning that I went through some really, really weird stages through this whole process, like depression, thinking that, you know, how, did I do something wrong? You know, could I have how could I put my family, you know, in that kind of situation? But, um, you know, it's it obviously affects people differently. And if my story and my journey through this helps one person you know, realizes how how severe this can get. And if that saves one life, then I want my my story to be heard. Tommy Hotteby, earlier this week, 
sharing uh, his story. That's the closest it has come to our baseball teams, and that's pretty damn close. 670 The Score is what you're listening to. Hit and Run is the show on Sunday mornings. I'm Matt Spiegel, and I'm very happy to be talking back with you. And we deal with the, the sad realities right now that we as a, as a country have really done an awful, awful job with this virus. And as a nation, it's a disaster. We're the laughing stock of the world. You know what we are? We're like uh, the Mark Trestman bears, but more deadly. That's what we are right now. Like that three-week period where the Bears gave up uh, 50 burger to the Patriots, then had a buy and came back and gave up 50 more to the Packers. Remember that? Yeah. And everybody was laughing. That's what the world is thinking about America, except it's also deadly. 55,000 new cases nationally yesterday. Yesterday, 55,000 new cases in, in uh, 48 states. It is on the rise. Wait, is it, did I did I write that down that number right, down right? Is it on the rise in forty eight? Maybe it was twenty eight states, because forty eight's a lot. Maybe it's not forty eight, but in a lot of states, it's on the rise. You you've seen the charts, you've seen the numbers. We're doing a horrific job, and we might not get um, organized team sports because of it. We might be dealing with a life of tennis and golf, and uh, and NASCAR, and and stuff like that. The closest it's come to us is Tommy Hadovy. Yesterday, massive, massive news when a big-time star, the best player, the veteran leader, the linchpin for a big-market contending team in the Atlanta Braves who are in 100% go-for-it mode right now, tested positive. I have not heard this yet. I have read it. I want us to hear it together. Because it's, this is the reality of the moment. And it sucks, but this is it. This is Brian Snitker, the manager of the Atlanta Braves, announcing and talking about the four players on the Braves. Tuki Toussaint, Peter Kozma, their free agent closer, Will Smith, big money, number one closer in the free agent market, and Freddie Freeman all testing positive. And the last one's Freddie Freeman. Um, Freddie tested positive for... The COVID, he's, he has run in the fever. Um, uh, I talked to him this morning. Um, he's still kind of, you know, not feeling great. I mean, so it'll, it'll be, um, it'll be a while before, um, before we can get him back. And, and I think of just one of these things that, um, and we, we had meetings today with all the players, with all the groups um, and went, cause this is real, this is a real thing. And, and um, in talking to those players, I thought, you know, when we talk to them because they have to sign off on us uh, bringing their names out. And and I thought, you know, for me, I think it's good in the industry and society to know that th- this is a real deal. This, 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 this virus is real. It's nothing to mess with. Um, and we have to do everything. And, and like I say, we talked to our players today. Uh, we had our doctors talk to them, the importance on wearing masks inside, social distancing. Uh, you know, it's going to take a while. You know, yesterday, I'm, there, there's times at the batting cage where guys come out and they congregate. But that's kind of, they do that. Those A lot of these things, they don't even realize they're doing them. So it's going to take a while for us to do that. I think the fact that, you know, and I, and I applaud Freddie and Will and all those guys for allowing me to 
um, say their names out here that this is I think it's 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 a good thing in our industry and it shows other players that just like the players that came out yesterday that it shows this is real this virus is real um, I was surprised honestly with the number of tests for all the tests that were done in baseball you know I, I expected that to be more and and you know and every day we're we're going to have to deal with this for the next three months that it's going to be a daily thing um, like I say we'll get the next batch of tests in tonight or tomorrow morning and, and we'll have to adjust and adapt that but I, I applaud those players for allowing me to stand here in front of you and and put their names out there and and to show that this is real that that it's uh you know something we have to be aware of something that's serious um if we're going to continue on and, and and play our game it's it's insane to me that the message still needs to be this is real but you're seeing that in everybody's statement. It's insane and so sad, so disappointing that science and, and experts have become doubted and become political footballs to the point that you need it to hit close to home in terms of a famous person or somebody you know for it to feel real. At this point, after so many dead and so many issues with positive tests. It is real. It's been real for a long time. This Instagram post from Chelsea Freeman, Freddie's wife, quote, most of you might know by now, Freddie tested positive for COVID-19 last night. He has had body aches, headaches, chills, and a high fever since Thursday. He is someone who literally never gets sick. And this virus hit him like a ton of bricks. We've been really strict for the last four months. Haven't gone to a grocery store. Haven't gone out to dinner once. Haven't seen our friends and only allowed family at our house. And we still got it. So far, Charlie, Carol, and I are okay. Those are their kids. This is Freddie Freeman's wife talking on Instagram. We appreciate all the messages and prayers. Please keep them coming for healing and protection for the rest of our family. Please take this virus seriously. Wear a mask when in public and wash your hands frequently. The same freaking message still has to be shared. And this thing, it, it morphs. This virus, it, it has the ability to evolve like viruses do. They're living things. And it is, it is not easily contained and is not something you can predict with 100% capacity in in just about any direction. Freddie Freeman is a healthy 30-year-old man whose wife just told you he never gets sick. Virus hit him like a ton of bricks. Horrific. Here's Jason Hayward of the Cubs talking about his friend, Freddie Freeman. I reached out to him, texted him, asked him how he was doing, how his family was, and and he kind of let me know what they're going through. And, you know, much like our own pitching coach here, Tommy Hattie said, you know, it is serious. It is real. Most of us are younger. Most of us are in great shape, but it does take a toll on your families and it does take a toll on those that are older and not as well and as able to fight it off. So, I mean, that's the thing. And Jason Hayward is a very smart guy and he, he's got to say it's real again. It's just, it's insane to me that people still need to hear it. And they do that. This is real. And yeah, we know why. Because there's there's gatherings at national monuments and White Houses where people are unmasked. I'm sorry, but that that is insane. The girlfriend of Don Jr. tested positive. She was at the Mount Rushmore thing. 
She tested positive, and a day later, and that news comes out. She tested positive, and a day later, there they all are with with no masks on. I, it's it is it is unbelievably shameful. I made the um, the analogy that we as a nation are like the Mark Tressman Bears, but more deadly. And on Twitter, this commenter says. Trump saying it's all under control is basically Lamar Houston blowing his knee out, celebrating a sack while the team is losing 55 to 3. You know, if, if they hadn't made science a political football, then I wouldn't have to call it out. OK, please understand that science and facts should not be political footballs that get toggled back and forth. So irresponsible. And look where we are. I don't, I, I'll be shocked if we get sports. That, that's the sad state of it. I said a month ago that the messaging was all wrong at the beginning. Instead of care for your fellow man. Instead of think about people other than yourselves. Instead of science is unassailable. It may, may not be 100%. Uh, provable, but it is still the best we got. It's the best we got. Let's follow the experts instead of trying to get that across. Just like withholding dessert until the broccoli is done. The messaging should have been, you want sports? Follow the rules. That's for some of our, our audience, right? You want to go to a movie theater? Follow the rules. You know? Appealing to the 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 angels of our better nature failed failed that's why it's hard out here for an optimist it's hard freddie freeman and three other atlanta braves four members of the twins including third baseman miguel sano two members of the yankees dj lemayhew that's a really really good important player for the biggest team in the game Due respect to the Dodgers, the Yankees are the biggest team in the game. And they're in go-for-it mode. And D.J. LeMayhew is tested positive. I, I mentioned Miguel Sano. Williams Astudio, who is as fun a player as there is in baseball. The portly catcher who is, he just doesn't strike out. Somehow, Williams Astudio has it. A couple minor leaguers. Ron Renneke of the Red Sox revealed that a couple of left-handers, Josh Taylor, Darwins and Hernandez, had the virus and they're in quarantine. Royals catcher Salvador Perez chose to announce his positive test on a call with reporters Saturday. I'm reading this from Sports Illustrated. Mike Matheny said he contracted the virus a month ago. It's the manager of the, of the Kansas City Royals. He recovered during self-quarantine. Tommy Pham has the virus. Delano DeShields Jr. of the Indians has the virus. Both were announced on Friday. Philadelphia Phillies put a bunch of guys on a non-injury list, and there were vagaries about whether they have it or not. And, you know, and I understand because everybody's privacy should be respected as, as much as they want it to be. But sharing the truth is also helpful as well. How the hell do you go about your business as a baseball player and live with this? Listen to Dallas Keuchel talking about how he thinks about it every day. Most of us are, but so does he. I think about it every day. I mean, as much as I love baseball, when you have so many guys, it's, it's going to be tough to kind of 
keep everything in check and in line. So I, I haven't gone out to eat since this whole thing started. I've been getting a tab on Uber Eats and all those delivery apps, but it's still in the back of my mind. And I think it should be in the back of everybody's mind, but at, at some point we gotta, we gotta, we gotta live. And, and um, I don't know when that point's going to be, but I'm trying to, to fear less than, than before. Yeah. Trying to fear less, trying to go along with it. It's crazy. And here they are, they're trying to play and trying to fear less. I hope that they can do it. I hope that they can do it. I don't know if they can. I, I dream about it. I wonder along the way, uh, baseball fans, about your personal capacity for excitement. Can you invest and believe that we're going to get a season? That's really the question. Can you watch this stuff? Can you listen to the natural sound in segment one? Can you hear Kyle Hendricks talking about how weird but fun it was to face his teammates? You know? Can you listen to Eloy Jimenez's joy? As he said, it's great to be around the guys. Play it for me, Sean. I love it. Oh. Can you hear that and get excited? Do you have the capacity for it? Can you invest and believe we're going to get a season? Because that question is an issue in a competitive sense every single year. Do you bother to invest, right? Just in a competitive sense. Do you, do you give it your faith and attention? Because it often goes unrequited. I think my team might be good. Darn it. I almost cursed. Darn it. They suck again. Why am I doing this to myself? Why? I'm no, no, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to bother. Remember that when that was all it was? Well, as a baseball fan, you're familiar with that, that that annual, sometimes monthly or weekly option to invest emotionally. And whether you do it or not, well, it's really about your makeup as a human. So where are you now? Are, are you even coming close to investing and believing in a season? I want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. Do you have the capacity to invest some emotions and believe we might get it? Text is the same number. 312-644-6767. One of my favorite baseball fans in the world, Lynn Bramer at the top of the hour. You're listening to Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. Two nothing socks. It's definitely going to be tough to keep guys apart. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's awful. Man, because we like to have fun. We've come this far to go nowhere. Yomer Jacks. Look at him rile up the crowd. <laughs> oh, he's going to... There you go. Never a dull nor a dry moment with Yomer. I'm curious to see how it's going to go, but it's going to be tough to stay away from guys, man. I, I, I love my guys. I'm happy to be back with my boys. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Sean Anderson, I think, is the one who's really missing his guys. I mean, I... I <laughs> I, I hear the vocal there. I hear Eloy, but I think it's you, Sean. It's okay. It's all right. Are you allowing yourself 
producer Sean Anderson of Hit and Run here on 670 The Score. I'm Matt Spiegel. Are you allowing yourself to invest emotionally and believe that we're going to get a season? As you, a baseball fan, hardcore, watch this stuff. Do I believe we will get a season? I think yeah. we'll get partial season. But do I think we'll get a full 60 games in playoffs? Absolutely not. Um, I'm excited. I'm 100% excited. And I think uh, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, in, in the pre-show meeting where I was just uh, watching this batting practice stuff is just getting me amped because I just I love baseball so much hearing the bat crack hearing the ambiance of I-94 in, in Eloy Jimenez taking batting practice just gets me so excited to want to be back there I know obviously we can't be but yeah I'm, I'm absolutely excited it's baseball good well you know let yourself go there I say it every year that that in terms of the emotional investment of competitiveness, it, I mean, what the hell are we doing with our lives? What, are you just going to give up on hope? Give up on possibility? No. So invest if you can. Let's go to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. This is Adam in Phoenix, who's on Hit and Run this morning. Hello, Adam. Hey, how's it going, Matt? How are you? I'm, I'm all right, man. Thank you. Man, as a producer, I love all the sound, uh, sound Sean's giving us today. Love it. Gives me uh, goosebumps, so. You know, I'm, like, really trying to be optimistic about this, Matt, and I want baseball. I love baseball. It's my passion. But, man, I'm scared to get, like, where I'm going to be all in and then my White Sox don't play and it gets shut down again. I've been through it here in Arizona where we opened up, and every time I went back home it was like everything was closed, and now it's the opposite again. So it's just scary to get all invested in this for not to pan out. But of all the, all the major sports that, you know, hockey or in the, uh, hockey and uh, basketball, I think baseball is the one sport that got a chance to do it, though. I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Obviously, we're seeing that golf can do it, that tennis can do it, as long as the players themselves are willing. Obviously, NASCAR can do it. Obviously, the marble run can do it, and that's been some of the greatest entertainment that this um, pandemic has provided. Uh, I know it was before the pandemic, but we all found Marble Run because of it, didn't we? And I found it before John Oliver. Damn it. I, I was an early adopter on the Marble Run and talked about it with Parkins. By the way, Spiegel and Parkins the next two weeks on 670 The Score, Monday through Friday from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. as Mac has some time away. So it's me and Parco for two weeks. Looking forward to it very much. That starts tomorrow. If, if any of the major sports, the four majors can do it, it is baseball. Basketball is screwed. And I'm sorry, and I, I, I'm sad just from an entertainment perspective. I'm sad because we don't get a chance to see if LeBron and Anthony Davis could put it together to see if the tremendous Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis can carry that all the way through this amazing season that they had put together. But man, all these, all these dudes slamming into each other. And you saw how quickly they shut down as soon as they got one test, one positive test. I mean, here, baseball is trying to withstand this early onslaught of positive tests. And the numbers aren't even humongous, by the way, as compared to other sample sizes. But still, it's enough to scare us and make us think the baseball is going away. The NBA is 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 in trouble. I, I don't think that thing is going to happen. I think they're going to be in a wait-till-next-season approach. And I don't know if, uh, if October or November will qualify as next season. I don't know what the hell the NBA is going to do. I think we're all in trouble. <laughs> but baseball, baseball has a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. This is Chris in Old Town on 670 The Score on Hit and Run. Hello, Chris. 
Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm trying to trying to stay in the happiness that is the game being back, at least for a couple days, because I don't know how long we'll have it. But but are, are you able to invest emotionally and, and pay attention in the in similar ways that you have? You know, that's the thing I think as a baseball fan, you know, right around this time of year, we're watching, you know, you know my Cubs or, your, you know, your, whatever team, and you're riding that, you know, emotional roller coaster day in, day out, and we're kind of doing the same thing here with with coronavirus. And as the news unfolds day after day, maybe there's a little bit of hope, but then you hear about a couple positive tests and a minor setback. It's, it's almost a parallel between the two. Um, but curious as to, you know, if if it does happen, how does it look 10 years from now the 2020 season, if they're able to pull it off from your perspective. Um, Boy, that's a fun thing to think about. And I know it's weird and I know it's awkward. Here's the deal. If if they're able to pull this off, if they play 60 games and then they have a postseason and they play a full postseason, of course it'll have a massive, massive asterisk. And everybody will remember that 60 games is not, it's not a real baseball season. It's not because baseball is built on the large sample size. It is, it is this like amazing juxtaposition of the pressure and urgency of a single at bat, a single ball game, and the fact that over a buck 62, you end up being exactly what your record says you are. That's not going to be the case over 60 games. But here's the deal, and I've got to figure out the right way to, to phrase this so it can live on in eternity for myself and, and for us. The postseason is a different entity than the regular season, and it always has been. It's very rare that the best team in baseball wins the World Series. It's very rare. The team that plays the best over the course of uh, five weeks of the postseason, the team that maybe stays healthy, the team that puts it all together, that has the best pitching, the team that finds that special magic and gets some luck, they're the ones that win the World Series. Even the best team in baseball in the memorable 2016 season, the Chicago Cubs needed a whole ton of luck. They also played really well at times. Yada, yada. So the point is, the postseason champion is a different thing. And this year's postseason champion is going to be equally legitimate. If they made it through the gauntlet and they get a trophy, then they're the kings. And that will be legitimate. See, you don't even know who, had, who won the most games in baseball in years when they did not win the World Series. I mean, if, if you're a crazy savant, maybe you do. But, I mean, history is littered with teams that won a ton of games and did not win the World Series. So, look, uh, if, if a team like the Royals f- finds a way to get in or the Tigers off some weird, crazy happenstance and they make a wild card... Or, or the troutless angels find a way to get in, assuming they're troutless. It'll be weird that they get in. They might not deserve to get in. But then if they win? Hmm. So I guess the best way to think about it is if it's a team that we think might have gotten in anyway and they win the World Series, absolutely it's going to feel legitimate in 10 years. If it's one of these, big, you know, these, these teams that's absolutely in go-for-it mode and finds it, or even if it's the White Sox, and it all came, to, came together for them in the bonus season like this? That's conceivable. You know that's on the table. That's on the list of possibilities for the White Sox going in. 
No texture. Six Flags Great America does not have an emotional roller coaster, but every baseball season does. This is Darian. Or sorry, it's David in Darian. I hope Darian doesn't mind. David in Darian, you are on 670 The Score with Hit and Run. What's up, David? Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm very, you know, I don't want to be too Pollyannic about this, but I think that, you know, we need to have baseball. I don't care if it's 4A players or who's playing, but I mean, you know, hope springs eternal when it comes to baseball. I mean, I have kids that who play, my kids play baseball, and, it, you know, you're living and dying on every pitch. You know, so I don't want to see anybody getting sick or hurt, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm emotionally connected to, uh, to hoping that there is baseball this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's baseball has some inherent Pollyanniness, right? Pollyanniosity. I don't think there is a noun version of, uh, of the adjective Pollyanna. Sean, the internet was invented for a reason. Hop to it. Let's go. I want to know. Don't be so. You are being too Pollyanna. That means it's an adverb at that point. That Pollyanna rhetoric. So that makes it an adjective. So, so far, I think we can use it as an adverb and an adjective. Welcome to Grammar Talk. Originally, it's a noun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a noun, an excessively cheerful or optimistic person. Pollyanna is apparently Uh, a noun. Okay, so it is a noun. So, so, all right, but but is it also an adjective and an adverb? Googling. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I mean, once you find that first definition, the, the others should be below it. It's usually how, how it works. But I don't know. You're one of those young, fancy Internet types. Um, it, do, it does not list it as an, an adverb or adjective, just a noun. Really? Yeah. All right, so I'm taking – I've taken liberties with it. I like taking liberties. It's one of my favorite things to do. Taking linguistic liberties? Oh, damn Skippy. I got a microphone. I'll take linguistic liberties all day long for 500, Alex. Linguistic liberties for a 500, Alex. Man, I, I, I love my baseball. I want my baseball. I need my baseball. But we are in trouble. It's amazing what I have, uh, that all these people out there on, on Twitter, I tweeted what I said about the Mark Tressman thing, and I've got all these people, all these people coming back. Maybe they're bots. I don't know. But they're committed to saying that the virus isn't real. Are they listening to this show? Probably not. Do you listen to anybody when they say the virus is real? I, I, don't, it, I don't think it makes an impact on them. It's really, it's, it's quite something, isn't it? It's really very, very sad. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. I, I agree. I, that is better than this. Texter says, do you think that we are actually more excited about that Elo Jimenez bat crack sound? Because quietly, secretly, we know we're not going to get much more of it. Mix that in. Yeah. With the Freddie Freeman news. All the other players tested positive. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe this is the sweetest bat crack that we get. There it is. Eloy with a batting practice bomb. One can only assume. Pollyannish is an adjective. Um, Pollyannish is so Pollyanna just has one uh, <laughs> one ad, one uh, uh-huh. article of whatever it is. Uh, okay. It's it, Pollyanna is a noun, but Pollyannish is an adjective. Pollyannish, not Pollyanna-ish. Is there an a before the ish? Yeah. So poly, P O L L Y, and then A N N A I S H. Oh, that's 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 awesome. Now that is a ridiculous word. 
to be part of, uh, of our language. And if that's not in a crossword puzzle soon by a crossword puzzle maker who's listening to this show, then I have failed. I have failed, sir. Pollyanna-ish. Well, speak, let's go back to 1913. Uh, the okay. word comes from a 1913 children's book by Eleanor H. Potter. Uh, we oh. all know her, love her. Uh, is that is that Beatrix Potter? No, somebody else. No, yeah, I'm, Eleanor Potter. She wrote okay. the book Pollyanna about a young girl who tries to find something positive in every situation. Um, uh-huh. So yes, you you would say if your friend tells you some terribly bad news, it would be Pollyannish to say yes. But it is such a beautiful day. Pollyanna-ish. You got to add that a man. Add that a. It's it's, a, it's an extra syllable you're leaving out. And I think that's wrong. Thank you, Sean, for that tremendous information. So here's the deal, folks. If uh, baseball folds, then every Sunday morning we look up an idiom. We give you the etymology of an idiom as we take linguistic liberties right here on 670 The Score. My, uh, one of my favorite baseball fans is Lynn Bramer, and he had some good ideas for songs before ball games and otherwise that uh, we shared a little bit on the Twitter machine earlier in the week. We will discuss that, among other things, with Lynn Bramer next. It's Hit and Run on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 